Hi, this is your co-host, Austin. As the producer and engineer of Helen High Horror, I always strive to bring you, the listeners, the best sound quality possible. This means that while editing every episode of Helen High Horror, I need headphones that deliver clear, balanced sound. That's one reason why I use Studio headphones. Studio's on-ear Regent model delivers the clarity and balanced sound that I need when listening to audio. These headphones work completely wirelessly. They connect to any device with Bluetooth, but they can also be connected to a standard auxiliary cord. Studio offers several different earbud models as well, and right now, you can use the code HIGHHORROR, H-I-G-H-H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 15% off any purchase with free shipping worldwide. Go to studio.com, S-U-D-I-O.com to use the code HIGHHORROR and get 15% off your pair of headphones now. This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. I bet your nanny has her period. It's like, why me? Why are you going to bring me into this conversation? Uh, you were the... I was... Oh, the was the only girls, the only women they know are like nannies and their moms. Yeah. Should we get into this? I guess so. <laughs> we just can't stop going when we start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about poltergeist Poltergeists. Poltergeist. Do you know what the definition of a poltergeist is? Because um, I looked it up to be certain. Because I, I used to think it was just like a mischievous and kind of playful spirit. Oh, I thought they were fucking scary as hell. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I've only ever seen the one movie. So <laughs> The poltergeist movie? <laughs> yeah. I used to love that when I was like yeah. a little Can't kid. Land. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. But apparently, poltergeists are defined by... Physical disturbances. So to be a poltergeist, you have to uh, mess with, like, objects. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mainly. So you can't just, like, be making noises and be like, I am the poltergeist. Yes, that's something different. Gotcha. Well, my ghost doesn't do that. Good, 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 good. (laughs) Thank God. Imagine moves things around. (laughs) Imagine if you were like, this is the definition. I was like, well, fuck, we might have to do this another day. (laughs) Could you imagine just... Being a ghost and being like, I'm just a ghost. And then you pick something up and just move it. And it's like, now I'm a now poltergeist. I'm, <laughs> I'm just like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I told my mom one day I'd be famous. I'm going to be in a movie. <laughs> uh, That's so, such a good movie. It is. It's a great movie. We should watch Silence of the Lambs sometime soon. We should. This reminds me, every time I'm here, I'm like, I want to watch mm-hmm. it again. I still have to watch Hush. Oh Everyone my god! Says it's so good. We should watch Hush and then Silence of the Lambs. Okay. We should have a back to back. Hush is we amazing. Really? Hush is the movie that I think of when I'm alone watching their house. Oh god! Because the back it's of their house like... is all glass, mm-hmm. so I can see out, and that's like kind of a part in Hush. Yeah. Because I can see out, and but like I can only see where it's lit up, so half of their backyard I can't see. Mm-hmm. But if someone was standing there, they'd be able to see me. Yeah. 
Especially at night when the lights are on in yeah. the house and it's dark outside. And they yeah. don't have any drapes. Yeah. They're so rich they can't afford drapes. <laughs> it yeah. would mess with the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, well. now what about safety? <laughs> but none of their neighbors have drapes either. So it's like, what? wow, I guess it'll mess with your aesthetic. But now I see everything that happens in your home. Yeah. Carol from next door. <laughs> yeah. What were you pacing about last night? Why'd you order so much Chinese food when your kids are supposed to be away? <laughs> Carol. <laughs> I don't like people seeing into my yeah. home. Okay. So I did. I'm not going to say this right. Gray Frayers. Yes. I think it's just Gray Friars. Fur Friars. Friars? Yeah, like Friar. Like the priest? Yeah. Like- Gray Friars. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. probably. It's spelled like that. I don't know why I would pronounce it differently. <laughs> Gray Friars Cemetery in Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh. This cemetery is home to a real life poltergeist. <gasps> Who they call Bloody Mackenzie, spelled, I guess, a Scottish way, B-L-U-I-D-Y. Bloody. Makes no sense. (laughs) That's not how words work. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so about this Mackenzie. Mackenzie was appointed by the king in the 17th century, and his full name is Lord Advocate Sir George Mackenzie. Okay, it's a little long, buddy. Yeah. He and the king hated the Presbyterian conventors because they refused to swear loyalty to the king. They were like, no, nobody likes you. So in 1679, there was a bloody battle known as Bothwell Brig to get rid of them. Many died, but the rest were taken prisoner. And he got his nickname Bloody because he prosecuted 18,000 people. Oh my gosh. And sentenced all of them to death. Oh, yeah. So he was a bad prosecutor. He wasn't great. Yeah, no. no discretion there. Nope. So when he died, he was encased in a black tomb. Has to be black. Yeah, I was like, okay. He was a goth bitch in yeah. life. He will be a goth bitch in death. <laughs> Aesthetic, baby. <laughs> and he was buried just feet from his victims, which is like a little like... Really? That's kind of just like throwing salt in their wounds. Yeah. It's like, great. Now this guy gets to hang out and he's like in the afterlife. He's like, I didn't mean it. This is so much better anyway. You're welcome. (laughs) I did it for you. I did it so you could meet God. It was just like the cafeteria and mean girls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You can't sit sit with that. So in 1998, a homeless man broke into his tomb and he smashed the casket. Many think he was looking for, like, trying to grave rob, and he knew that, like, people in tombs were more expensive, so Mm -hmm. they they would have jewelry and stuff. And he tried to steal what he could, but the floor in the mausoleum gave out, and he dropped below into a huge unmarked grave of (sighs) plague victims. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) So after that... You think they were mushy? Yeah, I do. Yeah, probably. And pointy. Ooh, pointy and mushy. Yeah. yeah. I think they had mushy skin that had lopped off and also pointy bones. Yeah. Probably right about that. You know. And the curse <laughs> of everything. Yes. And also, I'd for the rest of my life, I'd be like, what if I caught the plague? Yep. What if it's just Every time I coughed, yeah. <laughs> Every time I coughed, I'd be like, that's it. It's the plague. I shouldn't have jumped in that too. <laughs> but after that is when weird things started happening in the cemetery. Today, you can actually take a tour, mm-hmm. and it's conducted at nighttime, which is like, let's go to Scotland so we can take this tour immediately. <laughs> and a lot of mysterious things happen. So many have emerged from inside the mausoleum with bruises and burns, as well as scratches. Some even have broken bones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In 2006, the Scotsman, which I guess is like a paper there, wrote that there had been 
450 documented attacks and 140 people who had collapsed. Oh. Yeah. So when you go on tour, right, mm-hmm. I listened to a little bit of audio because you can, like, you know, people record it or whatever. And the tour guide is, like, when you go through, you know, like, at first it's very, like, watch where you're going. Mm-hmm. This is nature. There could be a rock. There could be whatever. You know, look where you're going. Don't touch the tombs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Be respectful. And then he's, like, if someone collapses, leave them there. Don't touch them. Like, what? you don't handle them. They were, like, mm-hmm. And he was like, if someone collapses, don't panic or run off. Mm-hmm. You should feel lucky because the ghost only ever picks out one person. And that one person isn't you. So if someone collapses, you should feel it, honor, like great almost because the person's you. not you. Yeah. And then the guy who was like, who took the tour was like, this is the part where everyone always looks around trying to figure out who's the weak one, who's <laughs> going to collapse. the weak one. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, so he, it even says that the Mackenzie Poltergeist was responsible for the death of a local psychic hmm. who had went to the tomb to try to like reach him. Mm-hmm. And I guess some weird shit there. It doesn't say what, but it says she was like terrified for her life and she went back home and then she died the next day. Wow. So a lot of the crazy things that happen, I guess, would be they feel really, really cold spots and then they turn around and there's like a really, really hot spot. Mm-hmm. And a few people have even come out with physical burns, like second degree burns on themselves and a lot of people are like well maybe the metal's just hot and it's just like this is a tour happening at night yeah how's the metal just hot (laughs) and it's in scotland it's not the sunniest yeah it's not like jamaica where it's like oh yeah the metal gets hot during the day (laughs) a lot of scratches and bruising and then yeah so people getting knocked unconscious so there was one person i read who she took the tour and she was with her 11 year old or whatever and she was like i thought it was really inappropriate whatever but during that tour someone had passed out mm-hmm. and she didn't even realize they were like walking through the tour and uh she was like i was i was just focused on my kid like let's get to the end and then all of a sudden this one guy was like where is my wife and they mm-hmm. all turned around and she was just on the floor knocked out cold oh my with gosh. a huge bump on her head ah. so it was like she literally physically got knocked out mm-hmm. not even just fainted out of fright or anything or faked it like yeah. she had a huge bump on her head even though most of these happen near his mausoleum, mm-hmm. there are some instances where they happen outside of the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Some people get scratches on their legs, like by their ankles, going downward. Oh, no. Almost as if someone was trying to grab them from the ground and pull themselves up, mm-hmm. which people said... There was this huge story. I was going to tell it, but then it got really, really dark really, really fast. And it was like a four-hour story about Mackenzie's victims and how he would torture them before he prosecuted them and make them think he was going to be easy on them and then okay. not or or prosecute their kids to death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then keep them alive and like sh- crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was they would starve them. And so when he would walk through, he would walk through with food sometimes and they would reach out through the gates on the floor because they couldn't get up and like scratch at his yeah. legs oh. and so that happens near so like 400 feet from the mausoleum there's a bunch of graves of all these people who he killed basically mm-hmm. there have also been two failed attempts at exorcisms one of the exorcists colin grant died a week later from a heart attack oh yeah he did the exorcism it was completed but he walked out and he was like i couldn't find a direct quote mm-hmm. but 
I think it's that same journal, the Scotsman was like, he said it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Like he claimed it wasn't going to work or whatever. Because it's the spirit of a ghost doing it and you can't exercise a ghost. Mm -hmm. You can only exercise a a demon. demon. But yeah, and then a week later he died of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Also, for the past 140 years, a noble looking bronze sky terrier, don't know what kind of dog that is, (laughs) stood guard outside the grounds and watched over the kirkyard, which is like right outside. the, The kirkyard is another word for... Like churchyard yeah. or cemetery, yeah. So basically, like at the entrance of the cemetery, there's this huge dog. Edenburgers have championed the story of Grey Friars Bobby. So it, it's a loyal dog that stood vigil over his owner's grave for 14 years until his own death. So he just stayed there and people would come and bring him food and water Mm -hmm. until he died himself. And then he was buried beneath, like near his master. There's lots of books and movies about this. And then there's one asshole who was like, well, he probably was a smart dog and knew if he stayed there, he'd get food. And I was like, why you got to ruin the story like that? I mean, not in the beginning. Yeah, right? In the beginning, he didn't. Jesus Christ. Uh Well, his ghost has been seen wandering the grounds um, many people hear barks coming from inside the graveyard, like at weird times, like mm-hmm. two in the morning where it's like, it'd be weird for anyone to be visiting with a dog. Yeah. Also, one of the main things is people report feeling like, you know, when a dog brushes against your mm-hmm. leg or like against your fingers, they feel that, like they feel the fur and then they look down and there's nothing. There's or some people feel like the wet snout against them, mm-hmm. but there's no dog there. I also feel that. All the time. Only it's my dog. Uh, It's just constant. Yeah. (laughs) They're so annoying. There's lots of other ghost sightings. I mean, I didn't include a whole lot just because there's so many. There's like a girl who's seen wandering with typical whatever 1800s garb. And she just like kind of sits on a grave and then disappears mm-hmm. like when you get close. in Inside the, the tomb itself, rocks have been thrown. Candles go out because people, they, well, go you know, they're going mm-hmm. in candles. One person said that the little plastic thing to keep the wax from melting on your hands, mm-hmm. it was ripped up from the candles. So like upwards. Yeah. And that's what took the flame out. And that happened to like five people in a row. It was oh, just wow. like ripped up out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Here's the funnest part. The, okay. The best part. The cemetery is also just steps away from the landmark Elephant House Cafe. Do you know what happened in the Elephant no. House Cafe? J.K. Rowling wrote Harry <gasps> Potter. Oh, in the Elephant House Cafe? Cafe in Scotland. Rowling first scribbled the lines of Harry Potter in the window seat overlooking the school right near there. And mm-hmm. it's called George Harriet's. And it looks very much like Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Among the graves in Greyfriars Kirkland or Kirkyard is one with a headstone reading Thomas Riddle. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I've only ever heard of this graveyard because I've seen 75,000 J.K. Rowling interviews. And yeah, she always and mentions she it. it. She always mentions that that's where she got the name, Tom Riddle. Because mm-hmm. everyone's like, how'd you come up with that? And uh, yeah, so she found it there. And then when I saw this, I just Googled Poltergeist and this happened to come up because this is one of the most famous, most often sightings of a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. So it came up and I was like, oh my God, it can't be the same one. And yep, then it was, it was the same one. Oh, I want to go and see it. And and now it's like that grave that's like 170 years old or some shit mm-hmm. is continuously, they talk about how it always has flowers. It always has like, it's really? always decorated because Harry Potter fans go oh, and God. now they pay tribute to this man that nobody even knows mm-hmm. because he happens to share 
the same name as a villain in a yeah, Harry Potter book. Yeah, that's the thing. I was I thought you were going to say it's been vandalized. No, no, because it's just he's the inspiration. So people are like, thank mm-hmm. you for giving us this. I'm just curious as to like, was he a good man? Was well, he a probably bad? never know. Never know. He was just a guy. Yeah. Who, who happened she to be happened there. to pick his name. Mm-hmm. So yeah. crazy. That is. This is your co-host, Austin, here to tell you a little bit about Studio. Studio is a headphone company based in Sweden that offers revolutionary wireless headphones that deliver high-quality audio. As a picky musician and music enthusiast with a busy schedule, I love that their Regent model is portable and has over 24 hours of battery life. They connect to any device with Bluetooth, but they can also be connected to a standard auxiliary cord. Studio offers several different earbud models as well, and right now you can use the code HIGHHORROR, that's H-I-G-H-H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 15% off any purchase with free shipping worldwide. Visit studio.com to use the code HIGHHORROR and get your pair now. I'm going to tell you about what is known as the Danny Poltergeist case. D-A-N-N-Y? Like yes, a kid's like, name? Okay. like a kid. In December of 1997, in Savannah, Georgia, Mm. resident Al Cobb, who was the father of twins Jason and Lee Cobb, happened upon a vintage bed for sale at an auction. The bed was said to be from sometime in the late 1800s. Sorry, what year was it? This was in 1997. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Someone died in that bed. Yep. And Al knew that his 14-year-old son Jason would love it. What? Yeah, I call I bullshit. What 14-year-old boy is like, I really would love a vintage bed. Apparently, they say that he was really into old ghosts. <laughs> yes, And ghosts. demons who haunt things. He liked vintage woodwork, and it's a wooden bed frame. Gotcha. So it must have been carved nicely or something. Yeah, there's a picture of it. I could only find one picture of it. Since it was just before Christmas, he decided to surprise Jason with the bed as a gift. By all accounts, Jason was thrilled with the antique. Here, have some nightmares. <laughs> Just three days after receiving the bed, however, Jason reported strange occurrences. When laying in the bed, he had felt the sensation of two elbows sinking into his pillow, accompanied by the feeling of cold air touching the back of his neck. He said that the sensation was so unnerving that it made him feel sick. The next night, a picture that he kept on his nightstand had been flipped down. The picture was of his deceased grandparents. Jason righted the picture... But the next day, it was facing downwards yet again. They don't like old people. No. Ghosts. (laughs) After after awakening, it's because they know that they're going to be competition soon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, fuck these people. I've been here forever. (laughs) Not moving into my turf. They're like, oh, you got to live a full life. Well, I'm (laughs) dead, so. uh." (laughs) After awakening to the picture being moved a second time, Jason returned to his room after having breakfast to find the picture in the middle of the bed, surrounded by other objects from the room, including two beanie babies, a conch shell, some say conch, but it's conch, Conch. a dinosaur made of shells, weird, What? and a plaster toucan. This kid's fucking weird. (laughs) I think this kid had a lot of weird shit in his room. Maybe this ghost was like, what am I looking at? What are all of these things? Why do you have them? It's very strange. I want to know what beanie babies... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember when those were like, ooh, well, keep them safe and yeah, you'll get because thousands this was the of dollars. 90s. Yeah. yeah. I had like five garbage bags full of them and they were worth like a dollar probably yeah. total. The only certain ones are worth anything. Yeah. 
At this point, Jason told his parents and brother what had happened. Al reportedly went into the bedroom and called out, quote, Do we have a Casper here? Tell me your name and how old you are. And then he made the mattress company. (laughs) Casper, yeah. It kind of goes right together. (laughs) When Al did not receive an answer, he left a few pages of lined paper and crayons on the bed before leaving the room. When the family returned around 15 minutes later, they found that someone had written on the paper in big childlike block letters. It said, Danny. Seven. Al Cobb sent his family away from the home so he could investigate further. (laughs) Okay. He began communicating with the spirit through this method of asking questions, leaving paper and crayons, and exiting the room for a while. Al learned that the little boy whose spirit now resided in the room had lost his mother in 1899. She had died in the bed, and Danny did not want anyone else sleeping in it, as evidenced by a note the ghost left, which read, No one sleep in bed. Well, how did you die, Danny? People think it was probably yellow fever. Oh. Not sure, though. Danny also told Al that he had communicated with Al's deceased father, Jason's grandfather, whose picture he kept flipping. By this time, Jason had started sleeping in a different room in the home entirely. But he decided to test the spirit. He laid down... Why would that ever be a good idea? (laughs) No, because he's stupid. (laughs) No, he's a kid. I'll give him that. (laughs) I'll give him that. He laid down on the bed and acted as if he were about to take a nap. When nothing happened, Jason left the room, but doubled back to retrieve some of his clothing. When he did, a terracotta decoration in the room flew at him. What the fuck is this decorated? (laughs) And it's... A terracotta head, too. Like it was like a, 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 a bust. Yeah, something like that. But you grow a little. Yeah, it could have been a, a chia pet. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want it to say. <laughs> they were just like, let's just say terracotta. <laughs> so it flew at him and barely missed his head before shattering against the closet door. When Al learned that Jason had been messing with the spirit of Danny, he was infuriated. The paranormal activity in the home increased significantly after this event. Furniture began moving around the home seemingly by itself. Kitchen drawers would be inexplicably left open. The dining room table would be set for six people. Chairs would be flipped over and candles would be lit mysteriously. Cold rushes of air with no reasonable source would follow Jason and chill him at random times, usually followed by some kind of physical disturbance, such as a clock case popping open. Danny would take toys out of the closets and play with them on the bed. In one instance, posters in the bedroom were arranged to spell out the name Jill. Jason, you're going to find out. Oh, okay. Jason began being haunted by other entities as well as Danny. One spirit, who called himself Uncle Sam, Mm. communicated that his daughter was buried under the Cobb's house, and he had come to reclaim her. A little ghost girl they called Elaine frequently appeared in her early American era clothing and played with the Cobb's young daughter Danielle I think they had two daughters that were younger than Jason and Lee but it's not clear another child spirit named Gracie also appeared and the Cobb's were able to find her monument in Bonaventure Cemetery in life her name had been Gracie Watson and she had died at the age of six years old on April 22nd 1889 Gracie had been her parents' only child and was well-known at the hotel that her father managed. She contracted pneumonia and succumbed around Easter of Mm. 1889. 
Her parents were so devastated by her death that they moved away from Savannah, but not before commissioning a life-size statue of Gracie to be placed at her grave. In death, Gracie became iconic. People were so saddened by the story of the little girl's death that they began bringing flowers and presents to her grave, especially around Christmas time. This became a trend in Bonaventure that locals kept up for decades. People began rubbing the nose of her monument in hopes of getting better grades or receiving some kind of luck. This led to a fence being erected around Gracie's grave. Bonaventure Cemetery has nicknamed her Our Little Gracie. There are stories of Gracie haunting her monument. People claim that if the toys brought for her are removed from the grave, the statue will cry tears of blood. Another local legend states that if someone places a quarter in the statue's hand and circles the grave three times, the coin will disappear. Not as much is known about the other spirits that the Cobb family encountered. The last spirit, Jill, uh, it's not really the last spirit, another spirit, Jill, (laughs) was that of a young woman who left notes for the family around the home. Jill would invite the family to parties in their own living room by leaving elegant invitations around the home. Oh, she's fun. None of these parties were ever visible to the Cobbs, though they could hear the cacophony of chatting, music, and drinks. Ooh, ghost party. Yeah. The invitations would disappear when the parties ended. If Jill felt she was being ignored, she would try to get the family's attention in various ways. Al Cobb found an old, water-stained portrait of a Victorian-era woman at a yard sale and recognized that the subject of it looked as Jason had described Jill. Al bought the portrait and took it home. When Jill felt ignored, she would move this portrait around the home and place it so that the family would have to see it. The activity in the home continued to escalate, and the more attention the Cobbs paid to the spirits, the more powerful they became. The pictures in the home would be turned at right angles, at right angles frequently. Once, the family came home to a smiley face made of oranges on the kitchen floor. Oh, That's well, kind of cute. Fun. It is. When the family tried to videotape these incidents, their cameras would malfunction or cease to work at all. In 1998, reporter Jane Fishman began publishing a series of articles on the haunting in the Savannah Morning News. The case began to receive media attention, and Andrew Nichols, who was serving as the head of the Florida Society for Parapsychological Research, (laughs) came to investigate. According to Nichols, the presence of the bed was not the cause of the activity, but simply a catalyst. Nichols claims to have detected an electromagnetic energy coming from a wall in Jason's bedroom. His theory is that when the bed was placed against the wall, it released or activated the hauntings. Nichols also put forth the theory that Jason may have possessed some latent psychic abilities that were brought to the surface by the energy of the wall when he began sleeping next to it. According to Nichols, quote, What happened at the Cobbs, or more specifically to Jason, would have happened without Danny or the bed. Hmm. By 1999, there were countless spirits passing through the home. One spirit, referred to as Mountain Man, was able to fully materialize in front of Jason, and his presence was marked by loud banging noises throughout the home. Around this time, more malevolent spirits began appearing in the Cobb home. The entire family reported feeling a heavy and uneasy atmosphere. Threatening notes began appearing, and one had been pinned to a cabinet with a kitchen knife. A long-defunct printer randomly spit out the typed message, quote, 
We are never going to leave stupids with three exclamation <laughs> points. My kind of note. <laughs> Objects began being thrown at family members with no provocation. Jason suffered the most out of the family members. He could barely sleep because he felt people were watching him. No, they were. Yep. Al Cobb wrote a book about the family's experiences in 2000 called Danny's Bed, A Tale of Ghosts and Poltergeists in Savannah, Georgia. Very specific. Yes. <laughs> Though information about the haunting is carefully documented in the book, it is unknown how the family escaped or resolved the haunting. Really? We do know that Danny's bed no longer belongs to the Cobb family. In May of 2015, the infamous bed was once again put up for auction by Bull Street Auctions in Georgia. Its current whereabouts and owners are unknown. Ooh. However, according to a review on Amazon of Al Cobb's book, the so-called Danny Poltergeist case lives on. This is what Amazon buyer FHK3 had to say after purchasing the book. This is the review. This book is a great read, but it brought evil into my life. The week I purchased it, strange things began to happen to my family. I never believed in ghosts or spirits until I read this, and now I can tell you I have been haunted and it's real. I blame the book. I don't know why, but somehow it attaches to me after I read it, and I just warn people, be very, very careful of this powerful book. <laughs> and that's yes, it. all true. All <laughs> yes. true. And actually on Amazon... Al Cobb's brother reviewed the book on Amazon. What? <laughs> yes. What? And yeah, he's like, okay. he was like, all of this is true. I remember late nights when Al would call me sobbing about and tell me about what was happening in the house and all this stuff. But I wonder why it got worse. Also, I would have definitely fucking tried to find a body under my house if some ghost was like, right? If I believed. Th- if I actually was like, I believe in ghosts, mm-hmm. and I see this ghost, and my son sees this ghost, and it just told me there's a body under my house, it'd be like, well, fuck, Let's I'm going to get the body, body under my house. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, we're just not going to do anything about well, it. we'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to the cemetery and try to find that, and I'll, I'll buy this picture of this other girl, mm-hmm. but I'm going to leave the body underneath the house yeah. alone. No, we're not going to deal with that at all. Well, and the thing about this is, there, there is the book. Mm-hmm. But the book is not on Kindle. <laughs> That's weird. And it is online, but you can only search certain, like, paragraphs. It's very strange. So you just have to buy it. How much is it? Like, an absurd amount? Like You can get bucks? it used for, like, $2. Yeah. But I didn't have time to order it yeah. and then get it here. But besides that, there's very little About of it online. Yeah. Uh, there's basically just one version of it written out that... Various places have copied and pasted. You know? It's weird that there's nothing afterwards. Yeah, I really tried to search for how they stopped it. Yeah, did it stop because you got rid of the bed? You think they would follow up. I have no idea. Well, according to... Danny's bed, too. Yeah. No ghosts here. No. Yes. (laughs) Electric boogaloo. (laughs) Danny's bed, too. Electric boogaloo. But according to the parapsychologist, it wasn't the bed. It right. was the but bed. It seemed to start when they got the bed. Yeah, that's because they said that. So, before he got the bed, when he had his other bed, it was in a different part of the room. When he got this bed, they put it on. They that arranged wall. it in a different way, and that's why 
he says this happened because something about that wall had some kind of energy or a portal in it. Gotcha. So you like almost deserved or not deserved, disturbed it or something when yes, you moved it. Something and then all like of a that. Stuff happened. And that's when everything started. And we all know ghosts attract more ghosts. Yes. Which is why places near cemeteries are haunted, even if those places, mm-hmm. they, well, people say houses near cemeteries are haunted, are haunted because yeah. there's so many ghosts that they just attach themselves to random places. And they even like to if, be together. Yeah, even if there are like new build houses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There are, there's a cemetery on my way to work and it's surrounded by new apartments Uh-oh. that look over the cemetery. And I was like, man, I want to live in one of them. <laughs> Imagine just going out and be like, well, I guess I'll just have some coffee on the terrace. And then also just and look at all these graves. <laughs> yeah. Dead people. And Beautiful see, view. You didn't go to Mendham High School, but in <laughs> a bunch of the, they built a new wing right before mm-hmm. my freshman year. And in a bunch of those classrooms, it looks directly out into the graveyard. Into the graveyard. Yeah. Which so is really great. It, for it's high awesome. School. It's some places in the school you're looking at the sheep field, mm-hmm. and then other places it's the graveyard. Right. <laughs> the church that I sometimes go to, that my family belongs to, St. Joe's, yes. has the creepiest graveyard. It's not well kept. It's not. No. It looks like they didn't think it was going to be a graveyard. So, like, four people died, and they were like, we'll just put them there. We have no place to put yeah. them. And then they just it's crowded. randomly. It's crowded, mm-hmm. and it's just really random. It's not all in a line, like how you normally see mm-hmm. a graveyard. So when you look at it, it looks like a family graveyard. Like, mm-hmm. someone was like, oh, we just have all these dead bodies. But it's not. So, like, yeah. a lot of my family's in that graveyard, and I never go to see them because it's just so fucking creepy. Yeah, and it like, is very creepy. Sometimes I cut through there to go to the library if I walk. When I was younger, I would go that way, and it's just like, ugh, like, you get the mm-hmm. chills. You're like, it, it, it's it's like the kind of graveyard that's always a little foggy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you always picture when it's fog. Sunny yeah. out. <laughs> you always see, like, fog there, mm-hmm. and, like, there's always, like, the one creepy groundskeeper or something. Like, that's yeah. the kind of graveyard. Right next to the chapel they do weddings in. So, you know. Gross. The best of both worlds. <laughs> and if you see outside, you'll see the deaths do us part part. Oh. Yikes. Good. Face your own mortality before you get hitched. That's what we'll do. Let's go see graveyards before your wedding day. Yep. That Well, that's obviously where we'll have the brunch. <laughs> the bridal party. Well, I didn't tell you this, but your bachelorette party is in the middle of a graveyard. <laughs> Ooh, spoiler alert. Mm. But we are yeah. going to be in a graveyard. <laughs> Well, I do want part of my bachelorette party to be um, the ghost tour in Nashville because right. I figure we could all just go to we'll Asheville do that. for the weekend. Yep. We'll go to the graveyard. <laughs> There's still going to be a stripper, mm-hmm. but I'll have him dress up like a skeleton so it's like on theme. There will be a stripper, but he's a ghost. Ooh, <laughs> ooh ghost stripper. Yep. It's like, ooh, mm. you guys can't see this because I only have ghost vision, <laughs> but he is. Nice. <laughs> Look at those abs. Yeah. Thruster. Thruster. <laughs> He's thrusting you. Don't worry. It's like, it's oh, cold. and his eyeball popped out, but that's okay. Oh, oh, oh. You just shoved it back in. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. Beautiful eyes of green, too. <laughs> it's going to be good. I've already planned it. <laughs> so that's the Danny Poltergeist case. There's weirdly a lot of information about the haunting itself, but then not about anything else. So I want to know the specifics of the bed. What wood was it made out of? Can, How was it finished? I can show you the <laughs> the picture of the bed. The only picture of this bed is on, in this article. The title of the article is, It's Back. Because <laughs> it's from when the bed went to auction again. <laughs> uh, good title. 
I wonder if it's a sleigh bed. I'm picturing it as a sleigh bed. Kind of. That's what kind of bed I have. It's like a very rich brown wood with some 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 stuff carved out. I expected it to be more intricate. Yeah. It kind of looks like you could buy it at like a... can't really tell though because the picture isn't great. But it it is a twin bed. Right. Yeah. And it looks like you'd see it at like a Goodwill. Yeah. Like old enough where it still has intricate parts. It's not like modern design by any means. Mm -hmm. But like the bottom bed posts are just squares. Yeah. They're not like anything. They're not like, you know, clawfoot or something. They're not like mermaids coming out of an ocean with fishes and stuff. But also... So the Danny ghost mm-hmm. is like, my mom died in this bed. And it's in like, did your parents share a twin bed? I know. Or that's this, immediately what I was thought, she, too. Well, maybe she was quarantined. Also, sometimes houses had deathbeds. True. Where it was like, this is where the sick people go. Mm-hmm. This is the sick room. Yeah. So sick maybe that was a, a deathbed. Yeah. Or maybe okay. it was, it could have been his bed and that's just where they put the mom. They were like, we'll put her in his room. Yeah. Close it off. Burn that. And then... We'll forget she ever existed and I'll yep. marry in three weeks to someone much younger. <laughs> exactly. Who you won't ever love. <laughs> and then also the thing is, so ghosts are complicated. We don't know if Danny was a just child like who died at seven. Yes. Just like people. Danny could have been an adult. Right. Sometimes ghost ghosts was come back at different Because that life. was the most... Uh, traumatic or memorable time right. of so his life. Back, yeah. Sometimes they yeah. pick like the happiest time and sometimes they mm-hmm. pick the time that sticks with their spirit. So it's like, yes. oh, that one time. When... That's why like a lot of people who, I don't know, some people are like, oh, I saw a ghost bleeding from the forehead or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you once you get to the hospital or whatever, they clean you all up. Yeah. It wouldn't be how you looked while you went underground. Mm-hmm. It's that's what was most traumatic. That's what they... Yeah, and those are usually more of residual hauntings, but it can happen for either. People appear, well, ghosts appear in different ways. It's very interesting. There's, I'm never going to remember. Why do I even start these stories? (laughs) There's one story of like a plantation that's haunted. And I don't know, this guy was just like, it's haunted by my grandmother, but she appears to me like she's young. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because that was the most meaningful time. That was the happiest time of her life. Yeah. So. That's what um the psychic I've gone to, Suzanne Northrup, mm-hmm. she said that when she was a child, before she knew what her abilities were and all that, mm-hmm. her grandmother had died. And they had her body in the family home. Oh. Yeah. And she said that her grandmother came into her room, but she didn't look sick anymore. And she didn't have wrinkles anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, you know, your grandmother's dead. And she was like, I just saw her and she was all better, you know? Yeah. So. Well, that's ghost for you. Yeah. Those six sons of bitches really <laughs> love to fuck with us. They do. It's kind of great. <laughs> it's really great. Yep. I hope I'm a ghost one day. It would be better than nothingness. <laughs> yeah. If it's just nothingness, I don't want it. But yeah. if it's like a party up in heaven, I'd still want to be a ghost for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a ghost would be fun. Yeah, for like a few hundred years. Yeah. Just to really fuck with people, get a good story out there, have people remember me for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. and then I move on. There is a theory that you stay as kind of like a ghost or a spirit mm-hmm. as yourself somewhere until all of the people you love have died right. as well. And then you guys then kind you of begin cross a over new, to get, yeah. yeah. I want to be reincarnated as another person. Oh, a different person? You would still choose person? Yeah, I don't want to be an animal. In this economy? 
<laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll be a cat. <laughs> I want to be a cat, though, but I want to be a cat until everything's right in the world, and then I'll be a person again. Be a person, yeah. God, cats really have it made. They do. So do dogs. Yeah, but... Unless you're, like, a shelter dog yeah, or I'd something. rather be a cat. <laughs> yeah. So, those were our poltergeists. Those were them. Yeah. That's all we have. Our poltergeist hauntings. None <sighs> of them had bone swimming pools or no. whatever. Oh, God. Or TVs. So yeah, fucked that, up. that scene. Yeah. <laughs> all that whole movie was fucked up. The that whole, whole series. Man. It was very Caroline. messed up. I don't know why that's the only part that I... And then she died. And then a bunch of other people died. So many in the people movie. died. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, of the cast members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, fucking, the bones were real life people. And Yes, that the, they used real there corpses. There was that serial killer in it. Mm-hmm. And there's a curse. And what's-his-face's wife got hacked to death by... Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I couldn't remember our friend's name earlier. I'm I know. Gonna... Roman Polanski? Yes. His yeah. wife. Yes, Sharon you know. Tate. Sharon Tate. Oh, God, you're yes. good. You're good. <laughs> I get 10 hours of sleep a night. <laughs> I woke up today with a migraine. Yeah. So I didn't go great. to class. I was just like, I'm going to sleep. We are Helen High Horror yep. on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And we're Hell High Horror on Twitter. I'm Austin Costelli. I'm Reparata Hattersley. <laughs> She pointed me. I forgot my line. Damn. Okay, let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And our Patreon is up. We finally did our news episode. So if you donate a dollar or more, you get the monthly news episode. And then we've started our story time series. Which is interesting. It'll always be like a really interesting case. Yeah. It'll just be things that we want to cover that don't really fit into a theme. You know? So... Yeah, so that'll be interesting. If you want access to those in the future, we put one up for everyone. Mm-hmm. But if you want the rest of them, month by month, you got to donate $5 or more, which catch is the, just us the, being stingy. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Yeah. And please send us your stories, HelenHighHorror at gmail.com. Yes. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's all she wrote. Yeah. Man, these endings <laughs> never get better, do they? No, they don't. They're always <laughs> awkward and weird. Well, it's because we're just staring at each other until you decide to press that button. It is. <laughs> it stops it. We're like, <laughs> and until we say we're bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Happy hauntings, everyone. Happy hauntings. Bye. <laughs>